Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. Our topic today is when you or your loved one finds themselves in the midst of darkness. It's a big topic right now for a lot of people as the winter nears a close and it's always darkest before the dawn. We know this in theory, so hang tight and we'll talk about some strategies in a moment to move through that darkness, whether it's for yourself or for someone you know. This week's gratitude is about clean eating. Uh, You know, I feel so much better when I eat clean and I feel so much less inflamed, clear in thought, and it makes such a difference in the way I feel. So I wanted to share that gratitude as a reminder that when you eat clean, you feel clean. When you eat light, you feel light. And this is a great time of year to, you know, do some sort of detox. And when I say detox, I mean just examining the way we are eating our food, how we're eating our food, too fast, too slow, you know, what we're eating, and incorporating, you know, green juices and a lot of water and lemon, and, and you know, just, just looking at food and taking inventory on whether it is serving us or not serving us. So it feels good to, uh, you know, eat cleaner this time of year, particularly just in preparation for that, for that new season. So strategies to move through the darkness, because even if it's someone else that you know that is going through a dark time, chances are you feel it too. It just happens with Uh, you know, the process of being connected to somebody, whether it's a loved one, a friend, a colleague, um, we just, you know, we tend to experience it, especially if you're an empathic person. So I wanted to offer some strategies today to move through that darkness, whether for yourself or somebody else. And the first one I'm going to start with is literally taking one foot and putting it in front of the other. When you're moving through a space of depression or darkness or uncertainty or fear, it's always rooted in fear. When you're moving through that type of a space, it is very important to literally, again, put one foot in front of the other, to move, to take action. It doesn't have to be a lot of action but some type of action. Now, how do we do this? How do we move when we're stuck in that land of blue and when we feel down and drained and depleted? It's very hard because our gremlins are loud in our ears telling us, you know, not to do the things that we know we probably should just to get a little bit productive or a little bit feeling like we're a tiny, tiny bit lighter, and sometimes that's all we're going for when we're in that space. Um, But one of the things that you can do to put one foot in front of the other is to do things that distract you from the situation or person that you're dealing with. So do things that get you moving and into something other than that situation at hand, no matter how hard that can be. It's incredibly difficult um, to do this. However, when you focus on work, chores, washing the dishes in the sink or putting them in the dishwasher, cleaning up counters, letting the dog out, 
just moving forward and if you don't have tasks then you need to make some then you're focused on you know that next thing that needs to be done which takes you to the next thing that needs to be done and that's how we do it that's how we create a road map of just literally saying you know sometimes we have to live half hour to half hour sometimes it's 10 minutes to 10 minutes if you've ever been in dire straits you understand what I'm talking about it is very important to just stay focused on okay what is the next thing that I have to do what is the next thing I have to do? Is there a phone call I need to make? Is there something that needs to be done for work? Okay, I'm going to check that off the list. Then I'm going to go to the next thing. Because if you think if you think about everything all at once that you have to do when you're moving through a space of darkness, that's when you can just go completely catatonic. And it just, it just can be so debilitating and so overwhelming to think about everything that has to be done today, never mind this week and this month and, and all that and for, you know, all the things that everybody else is asking us to do. So focusing on just what needs to be done right this moment and then do that. And then give yourself permission to focus on the next moment and only that. And sometimes we have to explain to people that they can't expect much from us during this time and that we just have to take good self-care. And so if that's the case, less is more. You don't need to explain yourself away because that takes a lot of energy too. So simply focusing on the task at hand and again creating them if you don't have them so that you are distracting yourself uh, from from sometimes what's going on now we're not talking about denial we're talking about distraction so distraction means that we are my definition of it is doing the things that you need to do to not get swallowed up by that big huge force that's threatening to take you over so staying focused and and doing things a little bit at a time we'll be back in a moment for the next strategy Calling all parents and teachers. Planting the Seeds is a line of self-help tools based on therapeutic models of self-esteem building for children both at home and in the classroom. Created by a licensed mental health counselor, Planting the Seeds physical and digital cards and conversation starter tools are designed to encourage meaningful conversations between kids and their caregivers. They're perfect for morning and afternoon meetings for teachers in the classroom or for starting the day at home during breakfast to get your kids' thoughts moving in the right direction. For more information, please visit jillsylvester.com. Plant the seeds today for a strong and healthy tomorrow. Okay, so the second strategy that I am offering today when you or your loved one is in the midst of darkness is to think of your community. When you are responsible to your tribe, to your people, you feel a sense of purpose and accountability. So... Sometimes that's, you know, it could be church, it could be temple, it could be a group that you belong to in your town, it could be your work, it could be your family, it could be your girlfriends. It's a sense of purpose and connection that you have that will lift you out of those doldrums and help you to stay focused and stay on course. When you're responsible for other people, um, doing your part to to affect the whole, then it helps you to focus on what needs to be done so that you can, you know, help yourself continue to move forward and do the things that you need to do because other people are counting on you. 
you know, think about what that is for you in the vein of keeping it real because I, I don't know any other way to be, really. Someone my family loves is going through a very difficult period at the moment. And this community for me, meaning you as a listener, um, and the readers of my blogs and my books, is, is helping me, uh, keeping me on track when I'm having some anxious thoughts and overwhelming feelings. You know, I'm thinking about the people who are listening to this and the people who are reading my books and my blogs, and I'm working my practice for you the same way I know you're working your practice for your children and your families and your tribes. And, you know, I've said this in the past that when you think about other people, it helps you to stay motivated to do what you need to do because you're thinking, yeah, this is an opportunity right now for me to practice my spiritual practice, my program. And what's that going to look like? Am I going to go this way toward fear? Or am I going to go this way toward love? And oftentimes when you have a person you love going through something difficult, you have to practice self-love. You know, that often can be setting boundaries. It can be making sure that you keep things incredibly simple, incredibly simple, so that you can keep a clear head and stay focused on what it is you need to do so that you do stay healthy, healthy physically healthy mentally, healthy spiritually, and healthy emotionally. And what's that going to look like? And what is the one thing we're going to do in each of those categories so that we can affect the whole in a positive way, so that we can affect our community and put good energy out there, even when we're being challenged with something very difficult. Even more important, to do it when we're being challenged with something very difficult because when everything's light-filled and fun and all that, it's easier to work our programs. It's easier to, to stay committed because we're upbeat and we're positive. And when we're challenged, it's more important to stop and say, okay, what's this going to look like? How's this going to go? I can't control another person's path, but I can control mine. And I find that community is is it helps me because I think about, you know, again, what I'm doing to to work my program and what I would want people to know I'm doing during a difficult time. So I would encourage you, um, and like I said, this has come up so much in session, outside of session, that there's just a lot of darkness, knowing people who are struggling, struggling yourself, um, and, and how we're staying committed to, to that program, to that personal practice. So one foot in front of the other, staying task-oriented, taking action of some kind, not huge action. We don't need a lot of energy going out. We need it to reserve it for ourselves. But some type of action that puts one foot in front of the other and thinking of our people thinking about what would the people we love and who count on us want us to do? What, what are the choices our people want us to make in the moment? We don't need to be perfect, but it, it helps to feel that fuel. You know, I, I find that it gives me fuel when I think about making decisions in that vein. And the third strategy that we'll discuss today to help people who are moving through the darkness, whether that's yourself or somebody else, is to give it over. Giving it over to nature, to spirit, to God, 
saying it 1,500 times a day if you need to. God, take this from me. People are struggling, and I feel like we're right there. Like, it's, it's right there. And if we just knew that, if you knew that, if he knew that, if she knew that, if they knew that, if they knew that they could take more one confident, trusted, faith-based step toward the light, that the light is right there on the other side of darkness. Our job is to trust and believe and to have faith that in the meantime, when we're going through something difficult, that our job is to stay focused on being mindful in our moments and giving it over, you know, to whatever it is for you that makes you feel guided and loved and held and protected, you know, when those moments are hard. The illusion of darkness, it can shake us. It can be really scary. You know, when you love someone and they're struggling, it's very hard, nearly impossible at times, to stay afloat. However, that's when we have to turn the volume up on the little whispers. They're always there. Beyond the awful noise and the repetitive, judgmental, guilt-based, OCD thoughts of our gremlins, that voice is always there, offering us perspective. But we have to turn the volume down on the gremlins in order to hear it. And sometimes, a lot of times, when you're being challenged, it's really, really hard to listen to. But what you need to know is that that wisdom is there. Cassie's journey in the land of blue was all about this, about learning how to quiet the gremlins, learning how to quiet the voice of her entities in order to hear the voice of that higher self, of those angels and guides that are there to take you on a different path. And to come to learn to trust that, and ultimately that's trusting yourself, trusting your own intuition, to be able to stop in the moment amongst the chaos, amongst the noise, and say, okay, who am I listening to right now? And, and which voice am I, am I following? And being brave enough, and we'll talk about courage in a minute, to, you know, to listen, to listen to the voice of our higher self that is there. And there's a term I've been talking about a lot this week and last week on trouble at the border. So it means oftentimes when we are, you know, facing stuff and feeling like, wow, like this is really hard. Enough is enough already. Like we need the enough is enough prayer. Um, you can go listen to that podcast, a previous podcast that I did um, a while back on, you know, w when it just gets to that point. But trouble at the border is about right before something's about to happen, a breakthrough, a big, huge shift in our lives when those tectonic plates are moving and everything's disrupted and we are just super overwhelmed. It's usually because something's about to happen and we don't become a butterfly without experiencing that distress tolerance of the whole chrysalis experience, you know? So it's about understanding that and trusting the process to help you to get to that point where you break through and feel free. So as best you can, smile in the face of adversity. Listen to those whispers, however you do it, in nature, in meditation. Listen to that wisdom. Everybody, I don't care who you are, how successful, how old, how young, how smart, how inexperienced, Everybody has darkness to deal with. Everybody has to deal with their shadow side, that ego that flares up and causes us challenges sometimes. This is how we evolve. We all have that shadow piece we have to deal with, and we are the only ones who can deal with it. So if 
you have a loved one who's struggling, understand that, you know, you, you can't do it for them. And this is why you need to try to keep things as simple as possible. When darkness is pared back, when the chaos is pared back, it's always rooted in fear. When you can pare back beyond all the yuck that's going on in your life and the, you know, thoughts that might be flying around your head at the moment of, you know, you're not good enough or mistake after mistake is in your face that you've made and, you know, when we've made poor choices in the past. When you do that, you have to understand that you're not sitting with the light you're not coming from a place of love. That's when you're coming from a place of fear. And so as soon as you catch yourself in that process, you're going to be able to stop it much more easily because it's not serving you. It's not serving the person that you're worried about. It's not serving your highest self in evolving. You need to recognize that when your thoughts are rooted in fear, that's when you can stop them entirely by taking a breath, switching over to that wise mind, and saying, okay, what does that voice have to say? What does the voice of my soul have to say? What does the voice of wisdom have to say? And if you don't have that within yourself, then reach out to a voice of reason in your life. You know, try to catch a glimpse of it there so that you can create the momentum of your own to take you in the direction you want to go in. And no matter how much you want to push a person through their darkness, um, they have to do it when they're ready. You know, and as one who has the rescuer archetype in my shadow, I can tell you from experience that we drain precious life energy and life force when we try. So, how do we help? You pray. You turn it over. You send light to this person. You send light to the people in your life who are struggling. I've seen the most amazing things happen when light, quiet, silent light is sent to a loved one, even when they think we are doing a damn thing to help them in their chaotic situation. By turning it over, by sending light and praying for them, we just might be doing the best thing of all. Okay, themes that came up over the past week. So one question that came up in one way or another was, why is it so hard? Yeah, it's, it can be like that sometimes. However, I keep getting the little whispers that it doesn't have to be. If something has come up in your life that's really, really challenging you, Give yourself, I like to take 48 hours to just vent and share and get upset and just kind of let it all just, you know, hang out and just, just, just kind of be. And then focus on putting one foot in front of the other. You know, I find that when you do that, it allows you that healthy way to, to vent and process and then get your feet underneath you so that you can put one foot in front of the other. And also, remind yourself of thoughts affect feelings, affect behaviors. So once you get your bearing and you, you know, allow yourself a little pity party and temper tantrum and time to just kind of, you know, get upset and let it all hang out, remind yourself that thoughts affect feelings, affect behaviors. So how we think is how we feel is how we behave. If I'm thinking this is awful, I'm going to feel awful. I'm going to behave in a way that might be shut down and isolated and upset and not helping anybody or the tribe. If I think in a way that says, okay, I'm being challenged at the moment, then my feelings are going to be, you know, a little bit more empowered, 
a little bit more buoyant, and then my behavior is going to be much more able and capable of taking each step and each task and, and doing the next right thing. Second theme that came up is people talking about being shut down right now and how to feel brave and move forward in the uncertainty. And I was reading up on courage in Rich Devine's, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, The Attributes. He's a Navy SEAL who wrote about these great attributes of character and what makes basically a spiritual warrior. And so I wanted to, to share that with you on courage. Devine writes, The courage circuit is about engaging the fear. Once we decide to fight and move forward in courage, to move through stress and fear, our system rewards us with a jolt of dopamine. Courage, it turns out, is one of those dopamine triggers. It's a way of confronting ourselves, our fear, and a reward for simply making progress. It's as if our brains are telling us, yes, this is good, keep moving. So working on our courage and the fear factor and feeling the rewards that come from making the decision to have courage once we bust through that you know bust through that wall so to speak that's when you can start to feel those positive reinforcements of having courage in the first place and lastly uh, what had come up is is people asking you know how do we not suffer when the people we love are suffering and this ties back to the content for today you know, I'm all about raising the bar for you and your life, not accepting or settling on focusing on what's possible. And, you know, you help the person in your life who's going through darkness by focusing on what's possible and staying in your space of what's possible. So you doing you and role modeling what's possible to stay buoyant through challenging times is how you show them how you're doing it, and encouraging them to do the same without doing it for them. So working your program. And while you're working your program, you're staying positive and you're seeing what's possible. And now you're creating a space to think about as opposed to all the things that could go wrong and the anxiety and the overwhelm that you feel. You're thinking about how to picture this person doing well for themselves and thinking about what's possible for them. I'll leave you with a quote by Johann Wolfgang von Goff. It's one of my favorites. Treat people as if they were what they ought to be, and you help them to become what they are capable of being. Thanks for listening. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.